with a nugget. Opportunities. Opportunities are usually disguised. Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work. One more time. Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work. So, most people don't recognize them. Put it all together. Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work. So, most people don't recognize them. I believe that all of you recognize the opportunities that come, be come before you and uh, this is the year that you're going to walk through doors to be blessed. You'll see those opportunities. And if there's an opportunity that you want to open, you have keys to open them up in the name of Jesus. Amen? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So we can start this morning. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that as we open your word this morning, that our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God, to the greater value, Father God, the greater revelation that you give each and every one of us, Father God. And, Father God, that we'll take these principles, Father God, that you, that you give us, and we will apply them, Father God, and see the benefits in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All of us enjoy times of relaxation. Being in a peaceful environment, just kicking back and getting away from the hustle and bustle of life. Amen. And giving no thought to anything else. Uh, this is wonderful and we should enjoy such times. Amen. I mean... When you get the time off, don't you just kind of, just are happy-go-lucky. You feel like, this is it. You know, I have no pressure on me. Glory to God. And it's a great atmosphere to be in. Amen. Some of you are saying, well, where is it? Okay. Um, yet so often, many take advantage of this comfort zone. Of self-pleasing and self-easing, and soon overextend their stay, and it becomes a problem. The comfort zone becomes a problem. Did you ever think that your comfort zone would become a problem? Hmm. Your comfort zone is an enemy to your future. It's a hindrance to your success. It's a Stumbling block to your destiny. If you stay in your comfort zone, you will never surpass your current position. Because you're comfortable. You, don't, you, know, you know everything is going on. Being status quo, you can almost predict what will happen day after day. Because you're in your comfort zone. You know, nothing's changed. You know, it's, it's going to go and do my thing. For many, this kind of stability provides a deep sense of security and well-being. Well, you know, 
eight to five, I know what I'm doing, and there's nothing's going to change, and hey, I know what's going to come at the end of the week, you know, I got a paycheck and all that type. It's a comfort zone. Nothing's going to rock your boat because you know what's going through there, right? The same type of comfortable feeling will invade or has invaded many Christian spiritual lives. Christians have comfort zones. And we said that comfort zones do what? Cause problems. So what comfort zone? Are you in a comfort zone as a Christian? You just kind of, you know. Um, a comfort zone for a Christian is aim low. Reach your goals. Avoid disappointments. If you don't put your goals up there, you're not going to be disappointed if you don't make it. You're comfortable there. A believer that lives in a comfort zone is satisfied. Oh, I'm doing well. You know, I go to church. Da, 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 da. You know, perfectly happy. When a believer gets in a comfort zone, they do no longer pray for the church as they should. Oh, you know, the church is doing fine. I don't need to pray for them. When they get in a comfort zone, they will not be active in the church as they should be. You know, everything's doing well and somebody else can take care of that job. Hello, are you out there? Soon church becomes complacent to them. It's comfortable. You know, I found a perfect spot. I don't, nobody's rocking my boat. I know I'm going to heaven. Hello out there. Turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 3. I know this is not quite talking about a comfort zone, but we're going to look at it in this way. Revelation, chapter 3. What did we say a comfort zone was? Just a nice place. It just, nobody rocks the boat, you know. Look what Jesus says here. We're looking at this scripture the way I'm looking at it. Okay, comfort zone. Revelation chapter 3, looking, beginning with verse 13, uh, 15. I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, thou would be cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Whoa! Being, in a, being, a, being a Christian in a comfort zone is no good because you're not any good to the Lord any longer. You become complacent in your Christian walk. Mm, 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 mm. Um, I want you to take note. They were sa self-satisfied. When you're in the comfort zone, you are self-satisfied. And I'll add one other word to it, and stupid. And uh, we will qualify stupid a little bit later. When you become satisfied and complacent in your spiritual walk, you need to move out of that comfort zone immediately. 
As believers, we should not be satisfied with being mediocre. That's a comfort zone, mediocre. God wants us to get out of our comfort zone and reach our full potential so that we can reach the world. Okay, we looked at this scripture last week, so we're going to look at it again in a different context. Comfort zone. Let's go to First Chronicles. First Chronicles. That's First Chronicles, chapter four. Anybody remember this scripture? Pardon me. Four, four, nine. And ten, okay. First Chronicles chapter four. Look at verse nine. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. Wow. Jabez, according to his name, means a man of sorrow. It doesn't have to be that way or remain that way forever, sorrow. And Jabez does something about it. Verse 10. And Jabez called on God, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Whoa, glory to God. In other words, Jabez was in a comfort zone. He didn't like where he was. Do you like where you're at? Are you in a comfort zone? Mm, 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 mm. Jabez was not content with his current condition. Are you, are you in love with your current condition? I mean, you've got it made. He doesn't want like to be like everybody else. If you read through the book, this, this section here, you're reading all these people. So-and-so begat, so-and-so begat. And then you come to Jabez, and all of a sudden he says, I don't like this begat business. I want something new. I want to get out of this. Everybody thinks of changing the world, but not changing themselves. You want everything else to change, but you don't want to change yourself. God is saying, get out of your comfort zone. It's time to get out of our comfort zone. This is a new year. Amen. And it's going fast, so you need to get out of your comfort zone. Uh-oh. Listen, you can rise above the past and present circumstance that you're now in. Today you can rise above it. Well, everybody knows what Jeremiah chapter 29. We always look at this. Jeremiah chapter, nine, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, For I know thy thoughts that I think, this is God speaking, I know thy thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end or a reward, rewarded end. God has a plan for each and every of our lives, and it doesn't mean staying in the comfort zone. We've got to come out of this comfort zone and begin to do what God's called us to do. That means it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes for us when he calls us to do something. It's, well, I, 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 I don't know how to do that. He's going to say, step out. 
I'm with you. What did, what, did, what did Moses say? I can't do this, Lord. What did God tell him? Step out. We need to step out. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, you don't need to go there. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, are covenant blessings. He says, if you do these things, these blessings will come upon you. Glory to God. It's been said there's, there are over 7,000 promises in God's word that you can choose. and I can't say choose, but you can have. 7,000. How, how many promises are you claiming? Or have, have you claimed? I bet you're not even near 20 or 10. But there's 7,000 of them. We need to get in God's word and find out some of these promises because he says they'll come to pass if we'll do these things for him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Jabez, glory to God, prayed for God's best. He wanted the fullness of God's blessings to be upon his life. To break forth, to expand his borders, to have no limits, to do more for God. Amen. That was Jabez's prayer. Are you out there? Amen. Do you see yourself coming out of the cocoon this morning? <laughs> Into the full life, full of zeal, tenacity, fire in your bones? And a commitment to do things for the Lord? Amen. Mm. Well, we all need it. Maybe you didn't say amen, but each and every one of us needs it. We need to come out and get out of our comfort zone. Amen. Then what? What if you, after you get out of that comfort zone, what happens? Jabez, if you read... Read that verse 10. Jabez prayed for protection from sin and evil. He says, he knows that, according to God's word, he says, when they come into the promised land, he says, when I bless you, and, and, and then all the good stuff is coming upon you, don't, he told the children of Israel, don't forget me. Right. So this is what Jabez says. All right, I want these blessings upon me, but don't let sin get a hold of me. Protect me. See, God's going to has blessed some of us, and He's going to bless you even more, Amen. But you you got to watch out for the sin and the evil that's that's going to try to come upon you, in your blessings. Uh oh. Let's go to the book of Proverbs for a moment. Proverbs chapter thirteen. That's the book of Proverbs. Would you believe we're almost done? Because you're you're out of your comfort zone. Book of Proverbs, chapter 13. We will look at verses 5 and 6. A righteous man hateth lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and uh, cometh to shame. Verse 6. Righteousness keeps him that is upright in the way, but the wicked overthrows, thrown, overthrows the sinner. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You got to stay in tune with God. Jabez simply asked the Lord to help him to live for God. Are you asking the Lord to help you live for him? To keep that sin and that evil stuff away from you? 
This should be our attitude. Well, back up into the book of Psalms. In the book of Psalms, chapter 51, we've looked at this before, Psalms 51, beginning with, with verse 10. You can say this is Jabez's prayer also. This is the same thing that David said. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then I will teach transgressions, transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. When you're blessed... People are going to ask, what's the, what, what's the different, what, what, what makes you so different from the rest? And you can say, Jesus, and this is what take, he's given me his covenant blessings, and you can have them too. Amen. Don't keep them out there guessing. Now, there are a few individuals that rise above the crowd. Jabez is one of them. All those people that, as you read in that context in Corinthians, uh, Chronicles there, they all begat, begat, and all of a sudden, Jabez comes up. He was above the crowd. You can be above the crowd this morning. Amen. Amen? Again, there are a few individuals that rise above the crowd to make a mark on the world. You're going to make a mark on the world. We say, well, I don't know too much. Well, the surroundings you're in, you make a mark in. People will recognize you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's our time. It's your time to move from the comfort zone and to God's will. Uh-oh. What's going to happen? How do you do it? Comfort zone. Number one, realize where you're at. You're in the comfort zone. you got to get out of that comfort zone. You cannot become what you want to be by remaining what you are. You got to know why and who you are and what you can do. Realize you're accountable for it. Two, let go of what's holding you back. Oftentimes, it's fear that's holding you back. If you don't get rid of it, it's just going to build up. So let go of that fear of stepping out. Forward. Your feet are not planted. You march in God's army. Three, good habits will move, move you up and out. Amen. Good habits will move you up and out. Bad habits will bring you down. A habit is something, pardon me, a habit is simply something you do so often that it becomes easy. It's repeated behavior. Successful habits create positive rewards. Negative habits breed negative consequences. Whoa. Okay, right after the book of 
Oh, pardon me. Before the book of Psalms, we have the book of what? That's right, the book of Jobs. Come on. In Job chapter 22. Looking at verse 26. Job 22, verse 26. For then thou shalt have thy delight in the, the Almighty, and he shall lift up thy face unto God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that the one I wanted? Should be in 28. I'm Pardon me. That should be Job uh, 22, 28. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the, and the delight... And the light shall shine upon thy ways. Speak God's word. Isn't is that not what Jabez did? He says, there's, there's blessings for me to get. And I don't want to be mediocre any longer. I don't want to be like the rest of these guys. I want to be above and not beneath. I don't want to be the tail. I want to be the head. What I put my hand to shall prosper. And what did it say at the end of that statement? When Job asked those things, uh, not Job, but uh, Jabez asked those things, it says God granted his request. How many of you requested something from the Lord this year? You need to request to get out of the comfort zone for one. And move out. Into new waters, so to speak. Four. It's time to change the comfort zone. That means you need to change your attitude. Mm -mm. Change your speech and behavior that are directly affected by your friends. A lot of friends hold you, bring you down. You want a, you want a friend... That's an elevator operator that pushes the up button. You don't want a friend in the elevator that pushes the down button. Okay? And, and um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Evil communications corrupt good manners. You don't need someone holding you back in the comfort zone. They don't want to see you prosper. They say, well, you know, you're comfortable now. You, you know, aren't you making a good living this way? I mean, why, why step out there? You don't know what's going to happen. Something might happen. They're holding you back. Step out of your comfort zone. Whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. What you de declare, declare and decree shall take place. Don't listen to what they're declaring. Uh-oh. You don't need, again, you don't need someone who's holding you back in the comfort zone. Okay, quick quiz. What does the person in, in, in your life uh, add? What, the person that's asking these questions or holding you back, um, is it good things that they add or bad things they bad add? What's their greatest negative influence that they have on your life? Well, we can do this, you know, and nobody's going to know it. And, you know, uh, 
you don't have to do that. You know, the boss is not going to know that. I mean, some people, some of our your colleagues out there are saying you're getting paid so you can go brick a little bit. You know, they're not paying you enough for the job you're doing, so you you don't need to put forth your full effort. You you never had any like that any fellow employees that kind of say, you know, come on, it's, you know, if you do all that type of work, you're going to make us look bad. So, you know, lay low. You never had anybody say that to you, huh? Well, maybe you were in a comfort zone. What's the last positive idea or scripture that person brought to you to share with you? Did they, did they ever bring anything of scriptural value into your life? Hmm. Does this person motivate you at all, uh, motivate you to be all that you can be? Hmm. Okay. Number five. Here we go. Knowing. We got a knowing. We have to be knowing in our comfort zone. First, knowing ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance is not knowing the facts. Ignorance is not knowing the facts. To cure ignorance, get knowledge. Okay, we talked about being stupid, remember? <laughs> Stupidity is knowing the facts, but choosing not to do a thing about it. Stupidity is knowing the facts, but choosing not to do anything about it. Ben Franklin said, We are all born ignorant. But one must work hard to remain stupid. See, the world robs the unfaithful Christian of conscience enjoyment of what he has in Christ. You read that? The world robs the unfaithful Christian of the conscience enjoyment of what he has in Christ. They'll tell you, you can't have that. It robs you. That's being stupid because you got God's word. Okay. Okay. We have ignorance and stupidity. Next is wisdom. Wisdom. Proverbs 4. In Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 7. Principle, uh, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Are you wanting to increase your wisdom? Amen. Read your Bible on a daily basis. Glory to God. How about that? On a daily basis. Two, take notes. Uh-oh, here's some of us. <laughs> take notes on what you've read. This increases your wisdom because it makes you, it forces you to think about, to meditate on. Does the Holy Spirit bring into remembrance what you've, you've read and taken notes on? Hmm. Man, oh man, oh man. Half hour worth of sermon and we're ready to roll. See, 
I went to uh, shopping the other day, and I went to the new section of town over there where they got all those new stores, Lowe's, and um, all those other ones. And they had that Chick-fil-A over there. I said, there's Chick-fil-A. I was on the phone. There's Chick-fil-A. The wife says, go over there and get in line. I says, there's no line. There's a parking lot full of cars. They were just using a snake in that place. I mean, cars were... And then I said, okay, I'll get out of the car. I'll park, I'll park it way on the other side of the parking lot. And I walked up to Chick-fil-A. I don't know why I'm saying this. Anyway. And there was a line at the door. I said, do you ha happen to have a menu? They said, no, we already gave them all out. So I stand, stood there and I started moving forward. I said, this, this is ridiculous. Says, I'll come back later. So I went back the next day. It still had a line. So, you know, if you got something good. Go for it. You've got something good in your lap. Get in it. Eat it. Be blessed by it. Glory to God. Okay. Continuing on, on wisdom. Are you reading other books that are inspirational or practical to your Christian life? We're talking about gaining wisdom. Is the Holy Spirit stirring uh, things up as you read other books? This is gaining wisdom. All right. Okay. Number seven. We got, that was number six. Number seven. And we're closing up real quick here. You like my sermons because they're short. Learn to laugh along the way. Proverbs chapter 17. You know, a lot of Christians don't laugh. We got this, are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. No smile, you know, yeah. You go to what church? Mm-hmm. Learn to laugh along with Proverbs chapter 17. Look at verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. If you have a merry heart and you come, come up to somebody, you can give them medicine. Yes, or you can take the medicine yourself. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Laughter is a medicine which allows us to press forward after we make mistakes. You can laugh at your mistakes. Ha, 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 ha. Laughter. Also laugh at the devil. He can no longer hold you in bondage any longer. Second Corinthians. Looking at Second Corinthians. We've looked at this a number of times. We'll look at it again. In Second Corinthians... Look what second, this is what, this should make you laugh. Because the devil's always on your case, but look what this says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be, or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. The devil can't have you any longer. Right. Glory to God. You're a new creature. You're a child of God. You're more than a conqueror. And nothing, nothing is impossible unto you when you're in Christ Jesus. 
That means you're out of your comfort zone. Now, is there someone that, someone that motivates you, that is, is a mentor for you, a person who speaks into your life words and ads and gives value and stability to your Christian life? Do you have that type of mentor? You need to find someone that way. A person who sees your potential of being great and support your endeavors. You need to value their influence upon your life. Amen. In conclusion, I told you it's a quick one. In conclusion, today, will you decide to be bold and courageous like Jabez? Amen. Get out of that comfort zone to ask for a greater anointing upon your life, to ask for a breakthrough a new beginning, and that covenant blessings will overtake you? Are you willing to do that this morning? Amen. So we'll play a song. This is your song. Amen. Plans to succeed. Get out of that comfort zone. And if you're looking for a title, it's comfort zone. Anybody need prayer this morning? Okay, let's all stand. Again, if you uh, happen to see a building that we can move into, give a call. We're searching. Amen. Okay, Father, we're praising. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that you've shown us that we're not to be in a comfort zone, Father God. That we're laid back, but Father God, that you're wanting us to push forward. To do those things that you've called us to do. So Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. As we've taken your word, Father God. And we will move out, Father God, into the things that you've called us to do, Father. So Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. And as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that as we touch people's lives, Father God, we can be a blessing unto them. And everyone said, amen. amen.